Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 92. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave. I would say a Sunday night. It technically is Sunday night for me, but we're getting a little later start tonight, so it's actually Monday morning, but, you know, who's who's counting at this point? But because it is, we'll consider it Sunday night. Everyone's favorite Sunday night guest host is on the line with me. Mr. Andre Dominguez, how are you doing this evening, Andre? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? Good, good, good. I uh, I have some news this week. Uh, not nearly as cool as Andre's, and I'll let him get to that in a second. But let me tell you my good news. I've already talked about it, but this afternoon, this Monday afternoon, I will be recording with the Sunny 16 podcast guys, and I'm really flattered to get that opportunity. Looking forward to it. And I'm nervous as I'll get out. But Andre, as if his if his news is not good enough that he's getting ready to tell us about, Andre's already been on that. He's already been there, done that. So he's already <laughs> <laughs> already beat me to the punch. But uh, uh, you could. How about how, what was your experience like on the uh, on the old sunny sixteen dealing with Graham and all of them? Man, uh, where where to begin? I think of all of the. Uh podcast appearances that that rob and i made in promoting the the new box sunny 16 was probably the the most fun to record uh <laughs> definitely prepare yourself for some some light-hearted verbal abuse from from our good buddy graham uh <laughs> such a such a wonderful dynamic unfortunately we couldn't have aid there he was uh you know traveling i think actually in north carolina ironically enough while i was there in, in miami um, during the recording, but uh, the, the the dynamic between you know Graham's sort of tough questions and and and, and harsh jokes and, and Rachel's sweet demeanor is just so much fun. So you know, there's no reason for you to be nervous. Just have a good time. Uh, there's going to be a break in the middle where you guys just talk off air. It's it's a blast. And congratulations, awesome. man! I'm so so happy for you. Oh, yeah. it's a, Man, I couldn't believe it when they asked me. It was like, uh, I remember when I started this podcast, I thought, you know, if I ever had the chance, the opportunity to be on somebody else's podcast, it would probably be, uh, you know, I would just drop the mic and uh, just be done. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to drop the mic. I'll continue doing this podcast because uh, it's fun. But like, yeah, I just I can't believe it. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and they apparently like their whiskey. I like my bourbon. So maybe we'll have that in common. So uh, <laughs> cultural exchange. <laughs> that's true that's true so andre uh that's my uh my big news which i thought would maybe i would maybe be able to trump you this week but uh i can't because uh you have even bigger news so uh, uh why don't you tell us about your exciting summer news well first of all let's not compare let's just revel in the in the mutual celebration <laughs> but, uh, but yeah i i uh was so thankful to have been offered a an internship uh, at Cinestill this summer. I will be spending 10 weeks down smack dab in the center of Hollywood, California with the Brothers Wright and their, and their small but precocious team doing uh, kind of my day-to-day roles will be sort of customer uh, service and, and support for uh, their, their film stocks, uh, mainly, you know, Cinestill 50D and 800T, but also now additionally the Eastman XX that they carry. And then my larger sort of summer long project, the, uh, the 
final deliverable, as it were, is going to be to help them uh, with the, the beginning steps of opening up distribution to uh, Latin America, Spain, and, and Portugal, kind of leveraging the, the fact that I'm fluent in, in Portuguese and Spanish to help them expand their, their market and hopefully sell a hell of a lot more film in 2018. That's the, that's the goal. Man, that is awesome. You are uh, you're going to be responsible for spreading this film renaissance to the to the further reaches of the globe. So uh, that's that's awesome, man. Like you're going to be in L.A. L.A. You're going to yeah, I mean, you yeah. might end up you might end up on a movie like, uh, you know, you're going to be, an extra, you're, going to be a, you're going to be an extra on law and like, uh, you know, 15,000 episodes a year still on here somehow. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to see you like in the background of a court. You're going to be in the background of a courtroom as an extra, you know, I don't know. Or maybe you'll be like a photographer, like a uh, at a crime scene or something. How about that? Shooting my like <laughs> a little old school, a little old school for for you know, 2018 law and order, but we'll, we'll, we'll run with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, are you excited? Is there any sort of like, uh, are you intimidated a little bit about going to the City of Angels or uh, are, you just, are you just excited? Very, very much excited, but at the same time, uh, uh, very, very intimidated. When I looked it up on, on Google Maps, you just keep pressing the little minus button on, like, to, to sort of zoom out, and the city just doesn't stop. It's just a huge, <laughs> sprawling thing. And so, you know, I, I had put in uh, uh, Christine Bartolucci's uh, address because uh, I'd sent her a, a developing tank a, a while ago to get her started shooting uh, – shooting and developing black and white at home. So I put in her, her address as a reference to see how far away it was from the office. And it wasn't all together that far, but then you, you put in like the, the directions and you, you know, you, you set a time like in the morning when, uh, you know, I, like most people are, are going to work in the morning and it was something like an hour or something like that. So just as that frame of reference, it's like the city is huge and sprawling. Things aren't geographically that far away, but it takes so long to get to places. That's intimidating. The cost of living is intimidating. Um, <laughs> just the amount of opportunities that I'm going to have there, you know, meeting so many people, meeting Christine for the, the first time in person and all the other folks uh, that are, you know, based down there in the, out west, uh, Devin Adams and, and Joe Averscato over from the from the Facebook groups. I'm super excited to go meet up with them. They're going to be visiting LA, uh, and and I'll do my best to, to to show them around. You know, maybe bring them to the Sinistil offices and be like, "This is where I work, guys." Oh, nice, oh, nice. So wow, that's that's so exciting, man. I'm so I'm so happy for you. Like, man, you are just crushing it and killing it with this. Uh, with uh, your film, uh, uh, this, your film excursions, your film—I don't know—love is is it's uh, it's 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 actually reaping re rewards for you. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't be more pumped about it. Yeah, it's a uh, what an opportunity, man. And like, uh, it's gonna be nice. Uh, it's you know, I know you're gonna forget about these little podcasts like mine once oh, you get I, out there and become a superstar. But, uh... <laughs> as long as you, as long as you'll have me, Mike, every Sunday night slash Monday morning, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> nice because i would love to get some of the down low on the behind the scenes of like a small film company like that i mean that's that's going to be uh, uh pretty impressive and um i'll have to tip uh, so 
things. I, I signed an NDA. Like things, things are serious. But I will, I will do my best to give as much uh, detail without, you know, divulging any proprietary industry information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it there first. So, uh, uh, you know, folks, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a little insider, uh, insider trading information there. But, uh, but as much as he can do without losing his, losing his job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to. So. Uh, so uh okay we got a couple of subjects here that uh uh that we're i'm actually, actually going to have andre kind of tackle a little bit and you guys probably hear me talk too much anyway and uh we picked two subjects that he's a little more knowledgeable on than me i've got little things to throw in but i'm going to kind of let andre run with this one because i've had a, a pretty crazy weekend and uh i haven't really been not i don't feel prepared for the show as much as i normally am i i usually have like a little sheet of things i want to talk about and uh, i have like three little scribbles on this page so uh we're going to see where this goes, but I'm going to let Andre kind of run with this because he has more experience with both of these subjects. Uh, but the first thing we wanted to kind of to touch on was, you know, we've been talking about uh, developing black and white film at home. And one of the interesting developer choices out there is a, a developer made out of coffee. And that is caffeinol. And uh, maybe Andre, first of all, let's, what are, what are the ingredients? ingredients in caffeinol do you know you know exactly what it's made of the ingredients in caffeinol are anything and everything that you want to put into them it's really not a you know a a defined recipe everybody kind of has their own take on it but the the sort of common denominators are instant coffee of some kind uh, vitamin c powder of some kind and washing soda not to be mistaken with baking soda instead of being uh, sodium bicarbonate. I think it's sodium carbonate. You know, mm-hmm. with that being said, I will not uh, cast any, any, you know, false claims of understanding the science behind it. I already struggled to, to sort of wrap my head around the fact that, you know, normal, like commercially purchased developers work to do this kind of stuff. The fact that you can do it with coffee just completely blows my mind. Yeah, isn't the washing soda like I think in in here in the United States, I think we have a brand of washing soda like Borax. I think is maybe the name of the brand. Isn't that isn't that washing soda pretty much? I, I think I've heard people mention the Borax for brand. similar purposes. Like uh, I think from the box of my like Arm and Hammer brand uh, washing soda, it's used as sort of like a laundry booster or something like that. But they are like chemically um, two different uh compounds i believe okay okay because i know my wife went through a phase of trying to save us some money in the household where she was making her own laundry detergent and her own like uh uh you know uh dishwashing detergents and stuff like that and uh really for the time and effort i was like you know let's uh let's just not do that anymore let's just buy the store brands (laughs) (laughs) but uh because you know it didn't they didn't smell as nice as uh like the gain or whatever but uh (laughs) Right, right but uh you know, I, I gotta have my I gotta have my, my my work shirts and my dirty socks to smell like uh, gain, you know, like not 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 just uh, gotta have some scent to them things, you know. But uh, so yeah, so caffeinol, like a lot, you know, it's and so one thing that's interesting about it is it's I'm I'm assuming it, you know, it's I haven't tried it myself, but it's probably very inexpensive and kind of nice because you can kind of mix it up, sort of like one shot. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it is definitely one shot. You mix it up um, when you want to use it and like. You know, you can use it on the same day if, if you're going to be 
you know, developing in a few hours, that's fine. But from what I've read, you, you don't want to just leave it kind of sitting around. Um, I have no idea why, but, uh, but yeah, it is overall very, very inexpensive. Um, you know, a, a, a large tub of, of instant coffee powder, um, the washing soda you can find at any supermarket, things like that. The ones that may be a little bit more difficult to find are the vitamin C powder. You do want to get something that has no kind of added ingredients. Uh, these like health uh, supplement stores is where, you know, generally you think like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to find like just a large tub of just pure vitamin C powder. But a lot of times they have like add or like a CVS or a Rite Aid uh, Walgreens pharmacy. But a lot of times those will have vitamin C powder with like added citrus compounds or rose hips or things like that. Um, I just went after several unsuccessful attempts finding it at those places. I just went to Amazon and managed to, to pick some up uh, a little bit more expensive than I thought it was going to be. But you use so little of it for each, you know, batch of, of chemistry that if I take a look at, you know, how many rolls uh, I can do with the, the instant coffee, the amount of instant coffee, the washing soda and the vitamin C powder that you use, it, it mm -hmm. ends up being really, really inexpensive, which I think is one of the reasons why a lot of people really enjoy it. That and the safety, you know, factor of it. If you mix up a, a batch, you know, God forbid, if you're, if you're like little kid were to kind of, you know, get into it and, and drink it, I don't think it would be, you know, toxic the same way yeah they would just... I have no idea what would happen like you'd probably have to call poison control if you're if your youngster drank some like d76 or hc110 like that sounds like a bad day oh yeah yeah and with a caffeine all maybe they'll just be uh, on a caffeine buzz and just drive you crazy the entire day and, and tear up the house but uh it i don't know <laughs> really really bad i will i will say that I really you would think order... with the, you would think with the you would think with the coffee ground, I it thought would so smell good. I really did, especially like when you're measuring everything out. Then yeah, yeah, like so. I'm I'm measuring things out. You generally want to uh, do your measurements with um, with uh, mass weight rather than volume because like you know the the instant coffee that that I bought, I just wanted to get the sort of the most common one that most people are using. So I just bought like your typical Folgers um, brand at least in the States, that's common. Uh, our international mm -hmm. listeners may be like, I have no idea what that is. Uh, but at the Folgers brand instant coffee powder. And so those have like relatively large clumps, crystals, whatever. So if you see recipes right. online that say for like, oh, you know, teaspoons of this, teaspoons of that, generally try to avoid those. Go with mass measurements because they'll be much more accurate. The one additional ingredient that, um, that I use is uh, something called potassium bromide that was also relatively easy to find on um, on Amazon. And what that does is it, it reduces the amount of base fog in the negatives. The first time that I that I developed using caffeinol, you notice that you know the cleared parts of the negatives were not clear. They were kind of and not opaque either, but they were sort of cloudy. Um, mm. And it was a little bit harder to scan. I didn't try printing it in the in the darkroom. I probably should just to see whether or not that would be an issue. But uh, that potassium bromide is apparently used to reduce that base fog. And now I get negatives that are almost as you know cleared and and see through 
in the cleared areas of the negative as, you know, my, my HC110 and my Ophotec HC. So I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of also, it's a chemical that uh, a developer that you really wouldn't have to feel too bad about pouring down the drain either. That really couldn't, it doesn't sound like there'd be very much, you know, ecological problems with uh, that kind of uh, uh, developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From what I've read, that, that seems to, to be the case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, <laughs> when I first heard about Kavanaugh, and I'm going to show some of my, my ignorance here, but when I first heard about it, I figured, oh, well, this has got to be some like alternative uh, process developing that's going to, you know, it's going to stain your, it's going to stain your negatives, a, a coffee color or something. That must be what that is. But, <laughs> but it turns out uh, it doesn't, it doesn't actually turn your, uh, your photos into a, uh, looking like a, a sepia or anything like <laughs> it's a, it's just a regular developer, but, uh, but yeah, that's, it's interesting and a, a cheap way to kind of, and plus, you know, you get to feel a little bit like a chemist to mix it up yourself. So I'm going to have to definitely give it a try. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely one thing to use, you know, uh, measuring cup or graduated cylinders to, you know, mix up your, your D76, your HC110, all that jazz. But uh, it's definitely an, another one. Like I, I, I bought this like little, you know, miniature scale, especially for the potassium bromide, because you use like a gram of it, and mm. I want it to be to be relatively accurate. So I bought this tiny little scale, and I'm using like tweezers to like pick up like little scoops of of potassium bromide. Um, but then like you know the the other stuff, I'm I'm just you know, putting that onto like a, a little kitchen scale and mixing it up. But you definitely, you definitely feel kind of more involved in the, in the process than a lot of, of these other developing methods. And one of the things that I really like about caffeinol developing is that, you know, sort of learning from other people, um, even just the, 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 the terminology, you know, uh, you refer to these as recipes and it's, it's a very kind of sort of, personal thing uh for for Mm. somebody to kind of ask you for your caffeinol recipe and so what i'll what i'll do is um i've I've already posted a a picture on the negative uh positive podcast facebook group uh if you are not part of that yet get on it um yes a picture of um you know a, a shot from an assignment that i'm working on right now for my film photography class it was a shoot that a friend and I did at our local, uh, one of our favorite local coffee shops. So the whole thing is sort of coffee themed, you know, shot in the coffee shop, developed uh, in Caffinol. And you're, you can judge for yourself what the, the results are. I personally think that, you know, it's some of the best shots that I've taken. I would put it 100% on par with, with the other developers that I've used in the past. Um, and what I'll do is I will go ahead and share my recipe on the Facebook group for you all to, to try. Obviously there's going to be variation in terms of the ingredients that you use and you have access to. You may not be able to find that potassium bromide uh, where you are. That's all right. Try it without it. Um, But definitely do share your results. And, you know, I know that like my recipe changes over time as I notice as things get, get better. So definitely, you know, join the conversation, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. That'd be awesome to see. Cause I may have to, when I try it, I'll, I'll just go to be able to go to the Facebook group and, and download the, uh, the, the Andre's special reserve batch, uh, small batch, caffeine all. 
<laughs> uh, recipe and I'll be, I'll be good to go. And uh, so I think we pretty much covered caffeine pretty well. Uh, the other uh, subject that Andre and I talked about before we started recording uh, is light meters. And I have not really addressed light meters on this show. Most of my cameras, I, I'm pretty good at trusting and knowing what I'm getting with the light meters uh, or, you know, where their deficiencies are. So I haven't had too much trouble. But my cameras, older cameras that don't have a light meter, I've just been using the uh, light meter uh, iPhone app or whatever. And I actually tested that app against uh, uh, many of my uh, better cameras, my more modern cameras, even my digital cameras meter. And it's really, really close, if not spot on, like... 99% 99% of the time. So I've been really happy about it. And it was a, you know, it was actually a free uh, app, but then they, the developer asked if, you know, if you like it, I'll take the commercials away if you buy me a pint. So uh, I'm all about helping a guy get a beer. So I, I, uh, I definitely uh, sent him some money to buy him a pint and then I now don't even have advertising on it anymore, but it's been pretty good. I don't actually have a handheld like real deal light meter but apparently andre you had some experience with that so uh, what, what are you using and what do you what, how do you what's how do you feel about light meters yeah so um same as you kind of when i when i started off i tended to uh stick to the the meter that was in my in my camera in my nikon fe i love that match needle metering system accurate as hell and uh, being able to see sort of what the, the camera is recommending to you based on the settings and seeing visually, you know, with that match needle uh, system, how many stops over or under uh, exposed you are at your current uh, settings was just always great. I did, however, later on down the line, decide to get a handheld meter just because I was noticing sometimes in very sort of contrasty scenes, uh, my light meter was fooling me. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I picked up a Siconic L308S uh, light meter. It's it's a pretty simple one. It's relatively small. It's got the the dome on the top, and I like it because it, it fits in the the sort of chest uh, pocket of my of my flannel shirts. A lot of the time, you know, I'll just sort of keep it there, even if I do have a meter in my camera, because if I ever want to be absolutely you know, sure, and I'm in a position where I can, you know, walk over and, and take a, a a manual, you know, incident meter reading. I generally try to, and uh, definitely once you get into sort of, you know, uh, some like the the shot that I did at the at the coffee shop, you know, some some directional lighting, you know, with with portraits wanting to sort of meter on one side of the face where the light is hitting it. Um, I always like to to use a handheld meter if I can. And most recently, having jumped into slide film uh, a bit, I definitely want to get my hands on a on a spot meter, just because that's expensive film to get your exposures wrong. There's not a lot of exposure latitude in slide film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think with slide film is when I, especially when ectochrome comes out, I'm probably going to be shooting more slide than I ever have in my life. And oh yeah, that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be a little more worried about like some of my camera meters. Cause with negative film, uh, you know, it's, it, you got so much exposure latitude. Usually it's, you're fine if you're anywhere close to the ballpark, but slide film is way more uh, particular about getting that exposure. Right. So I think that's when uh, the light meter is going to come in more handy for me. And I kind of, you know, I'm kind of down with staying with my iPhone app, I guess, but 
you know, it's a little weird. Uh, I kind of would like to have a real deal light meter in it. Uh, and I, spot metering has always kind of interested me. There was one phase where I was doing a lot of spot metering and uh, it's kind of, uh, it's in a way it seems like it makes more sense, but you really got to know what you're putting that spot on. You got to know about exposure. And uh, it, that's when it helps to kind of a little bit, know a little bit about a uh, Anzo Adams uh, zone system a little bit kind of helps. Uh, but uh, I like the idea of a spot meter because you can really make sure you've got the, you know, the uh, exposure right for a particular part of the photograph, a very specific part that you really want to make sure the exposure is right on. But uh, you got to know your stuff with spot meters because, you know, it's if you if you meter on the wrong thing, uh, well, that exposure is blown. Yep, that's that's definitely true. <laughs> but in, in theory, I, I like it because. Uh, the nice thing about a spot meter is you know exactly uh, where, what, you know, what, what you're getting your exposure, what light reading you're getting your exposure based on, which sometimes like you know, a lot of old cameras just have like center weighted. And then you know, later on, there was matrix metering and all that. And you, sometimes you're not sure, especially with matrix metering, who knows what the camera has decided to base the exposure on sometimes, you know? So uh, I think that's one uh, benefit of a spot meter is you're choosing uh, exactly where uh, you want the exposure to be uh, kind of centered on rather than not really knowing exactly what the camera has decided. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Any more thoughts about light meters? <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely sort of, if you're in this similar position uh, to, to me and Mike, you don't, you don't own a spot meter. You don't have a whole lot of, of experience with it. I would definitely say, you know, uh, and, and especially, you know, now that we're all sort of eagerly awaiting the return of, of ectochrome uh when that comes out test it out with your with your you know smartphone light metering app if you can get good re good results um with the the iphone light meter app and just sort of you know taking your your reading on the on essentially the the part of your scene that you don't want to blow out uh if that works for you then yeah use that and don't spend a, a tremendous amount of money on a on an expensive spot meter if it if you've got solutions that already work for you. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be my plan. I'm going to keep uh, using the iPhone app. And then uh, and then uh, if it if I see that it's letting me down, then I'll make the jump. But uh, is that is that app, you have a you're not you're on a uh, you're not you're on an Android phone. Is that correct? Yes. Do they have that app for the Android as well or? I don't know if it's the exact same one. It might be just I mean, they're all essentially the same, you know. You yeah. switch between a, a quote-unquote incident mode and a, and a normal reflective mode, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think there's one that does it. I think there's one out there. There's an app out there where you can actually buy like a like a little dome to put over your uh, your camera, I guess, on your phone. Oh, that yeah. It actually, it? yeah. Lumu, I think it's like Lumu um, light meter that you plug into like the the headphone jack. Sorry, like very recent iPhone users. Uh. <laughs> oh wait 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 That's i need to take a light meter reading let me get my dongle to then attach <laughs> my light meter into the headphone jack no, no, you are you're rubbing salt in the wound andre yes i'm still mad about the <laughs> headphone jack thing but uh I, it literally like i've always been an apple iphone guy but man this every i mean i can't tell you like it's it's at least once a, once a month i get uh, a little angry about the lack of a headphone jack, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So I think we've kind of covered a little bit of light meters. We may go into that in more detail on another episode or something uh, as we get more experience or as we start shooting more slide film because we got new slide films coming back. But um, I wanted to go ahead and uh, before we wrap up this episode, because we're coming up to the 30 minute mark here, I want to go ahead and announce one of the prizes I'm going to be giving away. And this is one of the smaller prizes, but uh uh, I'm going to give away, uh, I've rated my film stash right before we started recording. And uh, a lot of people may not have shot this yet, but I'm going to give away two rows of the FPP's Retro Chrome. Uh, I'm going to give a row of the Retro Chrome 160 and also a row of the Retro Chrome 320. Retro Chrome is basically government surplus ectochrome that they found refrigerated at some government institution. So it's lived its life refrigerated by our U.S. government, and they got a hold of it and have hand-rolled it into little 35-millimeter canisters for us. And uh, so the first prize uh, that I'm giving away uh, in this big 100th episode giveaway sweepstakes is uh, two rows of retrochrome, one of the 160 speed, one of the 320 speed, and, of course, that person will also get a copy of my zine, which don't even act like that's part of the prize. That's just uh, that's an addition. That's a bonus. But uh, that's the first little prize that I wanted to announce for the upcoming 100th episode sweepstakes giveaway jackpot lottery. So uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Man. Exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Anyway, uh, I think we're about the end. We've coming up on the 30-minute mark here, Andre. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up. And uh, so where can people check out the work of Mr. Andre Dominguez? People can check my work out at www.timelessstreets.com, over on Instagram at adominguez64. And because Mike does not do a good enough job uh, pushing it, the positive – sorry, the negative positives podcast film – oh, my goodness <laughs> – the Facebook group, the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know, that's why I don't promote it because I'm afraid I'm going to stumble over it like you just did. But, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. You can see my photography uh, on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. You can email this program and you can still get in entries for the 100th episode giveaway by emailing this this very email address uh at is guttermanphoto at gmail.com and if you do send an entry please include your uh your bill uh, your mailing address so that i know where i've got to send your grand prize but uh all right i think that's end of this episode uh let's see everyone stay positive and shoot some cool film photos <laughs> that's it all right thank you all very much uh, we'll see you very soon take care